stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's Director of Research once again. Shiraz Mian is here to talk about how can investors find the top stocks in 2020? Um, there's been a lot of talk this year in 2019 about how this has not been a stock picking year because the averages have been just so good. All you needed to do is buy one of those indexes and ride it up, basically. So it's been a little demoralizing for stock pickers, I feel, Shiraz, this year. And then we keep getting these articles about these big hedge fund managers like Ray Dalio and and various others. I don't want to just pick on him, but um, a lot of them saying things like, you know, they're not even close to the 25% returns of the S&P 500 this year, and they're all like losers, basically. Some, But some hedge fund managers have been throwing in the towel, saying that they can't compete with what just the averages are doing. And it kind of does tell you how difficult it is to be a stock picker. It is. It is. But I wanted to have you on this episode here at the end of the year because every year for Zach's, you are a stock picker. You run this portfolio that we call the top 10 stocks. And it's been going on for many years here at Zach's. And um, I noticed just recently that it's this year's, the 2019 has been doing really well. Yes. And so I know every year you sit down and try to find the new stocks for the next list. And this one is coming up here in January, the 2020 list. And so I thought we would have you on to pick your brain a little bit. And how do you find these stocks? I mean, we have a big universe here at at Zach's. That's right. All of the stock universe is big. Ours is over 4,000 stocks. That's right. So where does someone even begin? Yeah, the the it it's it's no surprise that stock picking uh, is not doing so good. It's a tough business. It is. Uh, it's 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 a lot cheaper and easier to be in an index fund. Uh, you diversify your risks so much, and for the average person. Uh, who does not have the resources that we have internally, uh, where we may not only have a macro outlook uh, and then have the resources to uh, do a a detailed bottom-up analysis uh, looking for uh, for stocks that fit that outlook uh, and sort between hundreds of stocks that potentially could fit that outlook, but look for the ones that you really like. So, uh, it, it's a laborious process. Uh, it's more of an art than a science. And uh, the, uh, uh, the, the addition of or the need for having some sort of an overarching outlook for what the coming year will bring, which obviously is kind of like gazing in the future. Yeah. Uh, nobody has the, uh, the crystal ball to do that. Uh, but that gives it some structure. Okay. So you have a certain view for the coming year. Uh, it's obviously informed by your understanding of the ground realities. Uh, and then you go out uh, to execute it in the best possible way uh, with stocks that in your judgment 
best fit that framework and outlook. Uh, and it, it's, a, as I said, it, it's a very laborious and time-consuming uh, process requiring uh, a ton of due diligence and looking at companies, uh, their financials, their, their, uh, their profitability, uh, their earnings outlook. Uh, we benefit to some extent from the fact that we have a very actionable rating system right. uh, that captures the essence of a company's earnings outlook. But even there, you are talking thousands of stocks. Yeah. And just so that everybody understands how the top 10 works, it uh, you pick the stocks and then put them in the list, obviously, right. and it launches on the first trading day of January, That's right? right. Yes. And it's designed to be held for the full year, That's although right. occasionally... If something is either, I suppose, bought out or something else happens right. that changes in the story, it might have to be replaced. That's right. So most years, the 10 stocks that we, and these are the top 10, so these are just 10 stocks. Yeah. Um, we make no changes to them throughout the year. Every now and then we'll make a change if, as you mentioned, something gets bought out or there is a, a major change in the uh, it, relative to what we envisaged at the beginning of the year. Okay. Uh, so last year, we did make a change. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, and uh, I think uh, in uh, in 2018, we had made a change too. Okay. So uh, it's becoming more frequent. I think uh, that has uh, made uh, our subscribers uh, expect some, okay. uh, some, some changes in recent years. But the original design is you start with those 10, you end the year with those 10, uh, and we put enough uh, uh, enough due diligence in the process that there is no need to make changes to the portfolio uh, through the end of the year. Okay. Now, when I was looking at the 2019, it was dawning on me as I was looking at the charts about what was happening a year ago That's right. in December of 2018 with the market sell-off, all the concerns about the trade war, the tariffs, the possible recession even in sure. 2019, and you were grappling with all of that Absolutely. while you were making that list. So how much did like market conditions influence you, if at, if at all? In, in a huge way. Okay. So we, we try uh, to step back from the day-to-day -day movements in the market, but as you yourself know, Tracy, it's, it's extremely difficult. And the last quarter of uh, of 2018 was, uh, uh, I don't know how 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 else to put it. It was just extremely uh, tough period, and uh, I'm not sure if you're going to share the stocks that we had in the portfolio or not. But I the <laughs> the overarching theme in those stocks, uh, if somebody steps back and look at it has this defensive streak in Okay, it. that was uh, going to be one of my questions. So but. it's it's the, the the conditions in the market. You try to step back from it because these 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 stocks and this portfolio will live for the entire year. Right. Uh, but it's not easy. No. Uh, it's the, if, if the environment is very bullish and positive and upbeat, as we are going through right now. Right. It's uh, like the exact opposite. It's it's the exact opposite. And it's 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 easy to get sucked into that. Uh, and the 10 stocks you pick for the new year to reflect their euphoria and their optimism. Yeah. And the the inverse is true too. Uh, and um, 
the all the gloom and doom that we had in a uh, year in 2018, uh, I tried not to be totally immersed in it. Uh, but if somebody uh, in a neutral way looks at those 10 stocks, which did really well yeah. in 2019, but they have their defensive defensive okay. uh, uh, trend through all 10 of them. Now, were there stocks that you were originally going to put on for 2019 that you decided not to because Absolutely. of the market conditions? Absolutely, okay. yeah. And some of those uh, turned out to be good calls, others absolutely, absolutely terrible stocks that I didn't pick up, terrible calls that I didn't follow through. So if you had put them in there, it would have been a good good for the portfolio? It would have been, would have been great for the portfolio. Okay. Shopify, <laughs> just to give oh, an example, okay. yeah, Shopify, give us an example, Shopify was a stock on the portfolio and uh, uh, I didn't I didn't pick it in the end because I thought it was too volatile. I okay. thought the uh, the market is just so fixated on we at, we being at the end of a cycle, uh, and that 2019 will see a major major downturn economically speaking. The yeah. market was already down quite a quite a bit, uh, and when we had the uh, the turnaround uh, around Christmas, we didn't know if it was for real. Right. We we many of us thought perhaps it's just the Santa coming to town type <laughs> yeah. of a thing. Uh, so uh, only in retrospect we we figured out that the uh, the turnaround was for real. But uh, it, it always happens. We have a situation okay. like that with the short list of twenty five thirty stocks that I've reduced the overall list to, uh, and at that stage. Uh, it's uh, it's there's a fair amount of subjectivity that gets into the process, and uh, at times you're happy with the choices. Uh, at other times, you wish you had uh, not dropped some of those stocks. Okay, Shopify ticker is S H O P. Now, do any of these that you eliminate for a certain year come back into favor the following year? Then they do. Yeah. The so. I, I like to have, uh, since it's a long-term portfolio, even though it lasts just one year, uh, I like to look at it as long-term investing. And uh, in that uh, in that context, uh, I like to invest in themes and trends. Okay. So whether that's in technology, in finance, in healthcare, in consumer spending. Um, uh, you have uh, those trends. Some of these trends they last for many, many years. So we have the aging trend, for example, on the demographic side. Uh, there is this uh, artificial intelligence, cloud computing, data analytics trend that's been in place for the last many years and yeah. will remain in place for the next many years. Uh, in finance, there are so many trends, particularly on the financial technology side. There is the uh, the, the climate change issue and the heating of the planet and uh, uh, more hurricanes and unusual weather. Uh, so these are trends that you want to have uh, some uh, some play in your portfolio in terms of investments. Uh, and since the trends are still in place, you look for picks to play those trends, and many times uh, stocks come uh, back again and again. Generac, the uh, uh, the standby power uh, uh, power generator company, 
was on the short list for three years running. Wow. And, and then eventually I decided that it's, it's high time uh, we added Generic to. Uh, okay. So it was one of those stocks that each of the last few years it did very well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it didn't make it to the portfolio because something else was, in my judgment at the time, a better fit for uh, for, for those trends. So, yes. Apparently, uh, your timing was very good on that one. It was, yeah. Because it is the number one holding in this year's list. Yes. It, 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 it almost doubled. Uh, yeah, it's up 100% right the, now. The additional, the additional push that Generate got, we, we had been having these... Uh, the Gulf of Mexico and the East Coast hurricanes and tough weather for a while. Uh, but California came into its own uh, with its wildfires oh. and then the electricity thing. Yeah. Nobody could have forecast that. that. Uh, and the the uh, the standby power generation uh, is something that we all think about only when there is a real problem. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's a cheap alternative. It's it's a very well-run company. Uh, and uh, uh, I strongly feel that Generic and companies like that uh, will, will continue to benefit from this trend. So Generac, ticker GNRC, I saw that they had record quarterly results That's in the right. third quarter. And PE is not too stretched. They're That's at right. 20 times right now. That's so right. even with this big, you know, doubling of the stock, it's not super expensive. That's right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good stock, a good company, uh, and very well positioned for this long-term trend uh, that will remain in, flip, in place for, uh, for, for quite a while. Okay. Let's talk about the number two on the list, um, because this is really your only kind of tech company That's on right. the 2019 list. Ubiquity, UI is the ticker there, and um, they've been around for a while, and I see that they're finally seemingly breaking out, That's too. right. Yeah, so Ubiquity, uh, it, it was called Ubiquity Networks when we, yeah. when we bought it. Uh, it's, it's Ubiquity Inc. now. Uh, it's more on the wireless networking side. Okay. Uh, and I was interested in the wireless networking side, again, on this uh, long-term theme perspective. Uh, I saw the 5G rollout uh, and the associated issues with the 5G rollout. There's a whole bunch of uh, telecom equipment players that one could play that trend with, and most of those companies have done really well. Uh, the, the one differentiating factor that I liked about Ubiquity relative to the other telecom equipment companies was that they have uh, they have more of a community approach uh, to uh, to developing their switches and technology and even the associated software uh, kind of like what the uh, uh, that open source operating system was the company that IBM bought the Red Hat. What was oh, yeah. that called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Linux operating system. So it's, okay. it's kind of uh, it's it's a community of developers and technologists uh, who are very passionate then about the product, uh, and it's a bottom up approach to product development. Uh, and then they don't need to have as much R&D spend as their peers. Uh, they don't need to have as much marketing and sales spend as their peers. So as a result, they have higher margins and they have uh, lower prices for a, for a very good product. So a very sticky product, very loyal customer base. Uh, and uh, 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 this, this is another company, in my judgment, that 
the the trend favors them okay. uh, in terms of uh, demand. And there's many others uh, on the on this 5G rollout and then the associated okay. uh, technologies with it. So uh, we uh, we benefited from from that trend taking effect. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, trading at 33 times, That's which right. isn't super outrageous either for these techie types of That's names. Right. Now, I think people would be surprised. I mentioned earlier that this is the only one that's kind of a tech-focused that's right. company. So just to let everyone know what the other industries are. So we had Generac, which power generation. Then we had the wireless equipment. There's the schools in here, a REIT. The securities exchanges is the industry um, for one of them. Hospitals, medical info, building maintenance, containers, and I got the container one all wrong. When I saw containers, I was like, oh, <laughs> is that like shipping containers? But no, we should talk about that one. That's right. And then waste removal. So let's talk about the containers one. That is the one that um, came in later, later in right. October, and it's called Aptar Group. I've not heard of this company. ATR is the ticker. So Aptar was on the short list, the original okay. short list, uh, which had the Shopify too. Okay. So uh, the uh, the stock that we kicked out it was called Vocera Communications VCRA. Okay, it's also a small uh, a small company, kind of healthcare technology. Okay, uh, and uh, they 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 make these uh, these what they call as badges, but these are communication tools uh, that the medical uh, professionals within the hospital environment uses uh, to communicate with each other. Oh, okay. And um, so, so we have a, a fair amount of healthcare in the portfolio. Yeah, I noticed that. And so the there is there was this technology healthcare component, which was Vocera, which we got rid of. Okay. We have the hospital company itself. Yeah. Uh, we have the Omega Health, which is a REIT, but again. On, on this uh, healthcare uh, uh, thing, uh, and then uh, the uh, the medical information technology HMSY yeah. is again on the billing side. Yeah, I looked that one up too. And, and it's it's more of kind of like data analytics. So I was trying to uh, kind of hit a couple of birds okay. with one stone, a bit of technology, a bit of analytics, but with the broader. Uh, market focus of of healthcare, and it again goes back to the the point we were discussing earlier, of how do you uh, uh, get away from the environment we live in, and in their December eighteen or November eighteen environment, uh, everything is going down, right. uh, and you're looking for low beta, you're looking for uh, uncorrelated stocks with the broader market. You're looking for stocks that will do good irrespective of market conditions. And that partly drove this choice of, uh, okay. of stocks. So Aptar was on the short list okay. as Shopify was. Right. And as uh, uh, Vocera, uh, Vocera didn't do, didn't do good at all. Okay. It, was, it so. was down from the get-go. Okay. Uh, the first uh, qu uh, quarterly release uh, after the product came out in uh, in January, I believe in February report, the stock went down 30%. Wow. Okay. Uh, right away. Is it a small cap? It's a small cap. Okay. Yeah. It's about a billion, okay. uh, billion and a half in market cap. And the issue with them was that 
they were phasing out an older version of their communication device and coming up with the new version and the traction that the new version was 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 making in the market was a lot slower okay than what i had uh, anticipated i think that's still a good stock uh but since we have a one year holding right. horizon uh, we just didn't have the uh, the patience and the time. Yeah, uh, Aptar I liked. Uh, I was all I'm always fascinated as a consumer with the with the with the tubes that uh, that the for example the toothpaste comes in. Okay. <laughs> uh, the uh, the the variety of ways in which ketchup gets uh, yeah. dispensed. Uh, the uh, uh, the cologne sprays, and there's so many different applications uh, that when you when when you look at it, uh, it, it's pretty impressive. And Aptar is the global leader in that space. Okay. So so, so the containers actually literally means the containers the of container, these products. The containers <laughs> for these products. Okay. And the when you uh, when when you look into that company. Uh, and you you see some of their presentations and you listen to it uh, on the analyst days and things like that. Uh, it, it's amazing what those scientists are working on and how these products uh, should be uh, should be dispensed and what the new things are coming on the line. And the applications for these technologies are just so ubiquitous all around us. Okay. We just take it for granted. Yeah. Because aren't they? In, they're in drugs, food, as you mentioned, Absolutely. all yeah, these areas. Yeah. Uh, all the household items, uh, all the beauty items, uh, healthcare, uh, you name it. Okay. Uh, and it's it's a it's, it's an under the radar name, uh, but they are like the big leader in the space. Okay. Yeah. That's something people might want to look into. ATR again is the ticker on that one. Uh, you do have a REIT in here, which you just mentioned, Omega Healthcare. That's the REIT, O-H-I is That's that right. ticker. And REITs are super hot here in 2019. Now, did you know that going into it? No, uh, we didn't know. Uh, but what I what I did know was that the uh, uh, some of the trends we, we touched on earlier, uh, the aging demographic, uh, the need for uh, a defensive uh, area or defensive exposure. Uh, now, I could have had those through a variety of different kind of corporate vehicles. Uh, I thought REIT with its uh, with a stable dividend, uh, and uh, I I suspected that if there is a major downturn, then perhaps we will have uh, the the Fed cutting. Uh, interest rates. Okay. Uh, so it was kind of an internal hedge within the portfolio, and that uh, necessitated the REIT. I had a couple of utilities that I okay. kicked out in place of that uh, left uh, OHI itself. And this is uh, more of the aging population uh, play. Uh, than just a straightforward healthcare REIT. Yeah, because they do senior. They have senior housing. Cares. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw that REITs, I think the ETF is up like something like a little bit over 20% for That's the year. Right. Do you think that there's more room to run for these? I think the the the, the Fed uh, may have stopped for now, uh, but the uh, I don't expect the Fed to be raising rates okay. uh, any anytime soon. And, and as long as interest rates remain low, there's no inflation, 
meaning that there is no reason for interest rates uh, to rise, though for the last many, many years, uh, we have all been burned on making picks uh, that yeah. play on, on rising interest rates. Perhaps this is the time right. when uh, we have all given up on rates rising and it finally rises. Uh, but uh, objective conditions uh, in the economy uh, doesn't give us any uh, idea uh, in terms of interest rates rising. And as long as the interest rates environment remains stable to down, I think these high-yielding equities, uh, both with REITs, MLPs, MLPs have an, another drag uh, related to them, but yeah. uh, the higher-yielding stocks, including utilities, I think should be uh, should be better placed. Okay. Now, when you're uh, thinking about the 2020 list... Do you consider it all um, value versus growth? Yes. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Do you try to maintain, you know, some of each in, in every portfolio? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the depending on uh, how stable or constructive the overall environment it is, uh, like we have presently we are in a in a far more positive and uplifting kind of market environment than we have been in yeah. uh, in other recent years so it's 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 easy to kind of get swept up into the into the entire optimistic overview and uh, outlook for for the market but i i try uh, to uh, to to have stocks that otherwise may have been out of favor okay and, and that's about the only nooks in the market where you could find value. Right. Otherwise, with these indexes uh, as high as they have been, uh, pretty much everything is, is trading at record levels. Another thing that I do is that uh, the portfolio tends to be small to mid-cap oriented. Okay. And those stocks haven't really uh, gone through the roof as much as the large caps have. And right. it's a lot easier to find relatively cheaper stocks uh, in uh, in those areas. So the sweet spot for me is a stock that has a market cap of anywhere in the four to five billion range. Uh, and then it will have some that are kind of like shooting for the fences where you don't really care about the valuation multiple that much, but you want to have the 30, 40, 40 50% top line growth. And you want... Uh, that growth to continue through the uh, for, for the for many years to come. So we have some sprinkling of that, okay, uh, and some sprinkling of large caps, and then the bulk of the portfolio is in small to mid cap, uh, and it represents some view of the market in terms of what areas of the economy should be overweighted, uh, and what one should stay away from. Okay, I noticed that. Um it's you said that there's some large cap. We only have, I guess, it would be three, three to four on here are lar considered large over ten billion. That's right. And um, the large caps have really outperformed. So, is it hard to focus on these much smaller here? Yes. So it requires a lot more research because the analysts don't cover these stocks that much. Yeah. Uh, you you have to follow the company presentations more more carefully. Uh, uh, read the transcripts for their earnings calls. Uh, and uh, since there is not that much coverage on them, uh, it requires you to do a lot more of the work 
than for uh, bigger companies, for a Google and a Microsoft. Uh, you could rely on 20 analysts uh, and, and read their reports and comments to get a sense of it. So it, it requires a lot more work. Okay. Uh, and, Do you uh, start with the Zach's rank a lot of times? Yes. Okay. So we, we start with all the 4,000 or so stocks that have a rank. Uh, we take out the fours and fives, okay. and then we'll start working with the one, twos, and threes. Okay. So you yeah. do include threes, which are holds yes. in there. Uh, so within threes, then we sort, because not all threes are the same. Uh, there are some threes that are close to two, meaning... Uh, they are neutral, but they are close to buy. They still have very positive earnings outlook. Uh, and then there are some threes that are close to four, meaning close to sell. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot weaker earnings outlook. So once we uh, parse the threes into these two buckets, uh, it makes life a lot easier. Uh, and then uh, from there, we shortlist 15, 20 stocks for the individual industries uh, that I want to have a representation in. And that's where the very detailed uh, bottom-up company-specific research starts. Okay. A question I get asked a lot right now is what to do about companies that are now at new all-time highs. A lot of people get a little nervous about buying sure. at those new highs. But as you just mentioned, so many are at new highs. Absolutely. What are you going to do? It, does that play a factor at all? Does the chart matter to you? I it's It's been on my to-do list. I've been in the industry for a very long time, and it's been on my to-do list to understand charts and technical analysis better. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally a novice in understanding technical okay. levels and all of that stuff. Uh, I'm... I'm the sole driver for my uh, pick decision uh, is fundamental analysis. So if the stock is on conventional valuation metrics already off the charts, then it's a question of uh, can they continue surprising to the upside in terms of earnings uh, and cash flows? And as long as you have a judgment that, yes, they can, then it's, it's totally reasonable uh, to, uh, to continue holding it. A good example okay. of that would be the Alta. Uh, Alta has been a very strong performer, uh, and uh, uh, it has been the rank one, two, and three for, 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 for a very long time. And in its most recent report, uh, it, it surprised in, in such an amazing yeah. way that the stock uh, was up another uh, 8, 10 percent on, on the release. Yeah. So, so companies do have companies that have the, the stars lined up for their products and services. They continue to surprise to the upside. Uh, and as long as that trend continues, uh, there's no reason for companies to uh, c not making uh, even newer and higher highs. Okay. Now, I noticed that there's no financials on the 2019 list. Was that a specific decision? Yes. So financials, energy, uh, uh, we had been burned uh, on those okay. because the, uh, the, the expectation, the conventional expectation that interest rates uh, eventually do need to rise. Right. Uh, that, a, that a stable, positive global economic growth should drive uh, uh, increased commodity prices, including oil prices. All of those trends, we have to uh, unlearn the prior lessons and learn new ones. Okay. And uh, I like banks as an industry. Okay. Uh, I think uh, portfolios that have holding horizons longer than a year uh, would benefit from 
from holding banks. Uh, some of these banks are very well capitalized. They pay very good growing dividends. Uh, you don't even need to do a lot of research. All the big banks, uh, the JP Morgans and the Wells yeah. Fargo's of the world, uh, are good stocks. Uh, but uh, it just didn't make sense for us uh, in the top 10 portfolio. And uh, uh, that that mindset is is in play for uh, the 2020 as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, I do have to say, none of us here at Zach's, uh, any of the rest of us, know what is going into your portfolio. It's always like a mystery to the rest of us. So I'm always waiting at the launch of it in January to see what's in it along with everybody else. But if you want to... T- to check out the top 10, both this 2019 version that's still out there and the new 2020 version, you can see it if you go to zax.com slash promo. That's the trial for the ultimate and you can get the top 10 through that trial at zax.com slash promo. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're all we're all waiting, Shraz. This has been good. This is some good advice for people who are trying to build their own portfolios out there. I know it it sounds like a lot of work. And so <laughs> we make it easy for them. I know you do with the with this list for sure. Um, but I know a lot of people like to do their own sure. fundamental analysis, and that's why I do encourage them to use the Zach's rank at least to sure. narrow down the universe because that's what it's great for. And also a reminder, the Zach's rank is only a short-term recommendation That's of right. one to three months. That's what makes this kind of portfolio difficult too. That's right. Because you are trying to hold for at least a year and the rank is going to change in there. So the, 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 the key element is that the earnings outlook, uh, which is the key driver uh, for the for the Zach's rank, it doesn't switch that frequently. Yes, the rank will yeah. change uh, and the stock will perhaps go down to a three, uh, but companies that are on a long-term trend of uh, ever-increasing profitability, yeah. uh, those are worth holding. Uh, and you could have uh, long-term portfolios built with triggers uh, from the Zax rank. Okay. And you can also, if you're on Zax.com, you can check out the price and consensus charts. I like to look at those. Absolutely. It gives the five-year earnings outlook, and you can get a good idea of if it's going in the right direction sure. through those charts as well. So um, let me cover the tickers we talked about here once again. So there was Generac, that's the the top holding in the 2019 list, GNRC, Ubiquity is number two, UI. We had Shopify that was supposed to be on there, but <laughs> is not. And now I'm wondering if it's going to be on 2020. S-H-O-P is the ticker there. Um, Vocera, is that how you pronounce it? Vocera? Yes. Yeah. That was kicked out, but um, it's still around. V-C-R-A. And then we had Omega Healthcare, O-H-I. And then you did mention HMS Holdings, which is like medical information that That's they right. do the billing That's side right. and all of that for um, the healthcare. And that's H-M-S-Y. Did I cover everything? You did mention Ulta briefly. U-L-T-A is the ticker there. And uh, the containers. Oh, yeah. How the can Aptar. I leave out the container, guys? Right. ATR 
is that one. And that was recently added to the list in October. So be sure to subscribe here on um, the Market Edge podcast so that you can get us every week as we head into the end of the year here. I'm going to have on uh, John Blank to talk about what is the outlook for 2020. That's always one of our most popular shows here at the Market Edge, but be sure to Get it every week because once we get into 2020, we'll be covering a lot more about uh, what stocks, industries, all of that is looking interesting for that year. So be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. We are over there as well as on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify and we're on Deezer now. If you're on Deezer in the United Kingdom or anywhere you can get Deezer in the U.S. too, be sure to subscribe there, but get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.